When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, friends. This is Matthias Roberts, and you're listening to Queerology, a podcast on belief in being. This is episode 103. Jesus uses all kinds of people, honey, to spread the word. None of us on this earth are perfect, not even the Pope. Okay, so way back in January, if you can remember January, (laughs) Netflix released this reality show called The Circle. And all of my friends, I don't know about y'all, but all of my friends could not stop talking about it. So I finally started watching it. I got sucked in. I binged the entire thing in like two nights. And one of my favorite contestants and one of the people who, who stuck out to me the most at the very beginning was none other than Chris Sapphire. He's this guy with this huge personality. So gay. <laughs> and much to my surprise, within like the first five minutes of the show, he starts talking about his faith. And that actually was the thing that actually got me started thinking about restarting Queerology, was watching that show. I was on a hiatus at that time. And seeing Chris, seeing him talk about his faith, I was like, oh, I need to start Queerology back up again because I want to talk to him. And so here we are. I'm so excited to have Chris on the show today. This was literally the first interview that I recorded for this new season. So we recorded this interview back in January, far before COVID was a reality. And I had planned on releasing this episode pretty early on in the season. It was going to be one of the first episodes. But when COVID hit, it felt really weird to release an interview with someone talking about how he spent weeks in a single apartment, not interacting with anyone in person, where the whole point was to talk to each other through screens. And to discuss that kind of environment without talking about the reality that we're literally kind of all living in the circle right now. (laughs) My plan was to release this after COVID was over, but it looks like we're in it for the long haul here. So I'm just releasing this episode now. And just be aware, none of us knew what COVID was when we recorded this. Chris is is just as enthusiastic, just as quirky (laughs) in real life as he is on the show. I I didn't know if he was kind of playing a a character on the show or not. Turns out he's not. (laughs) And this is such a fun interview. It's really fun to see the kind of the intersections that he embodies within himself. Um, So excited to share this with you. And just a quick note, Chris does talk about suicide and depression in this episode, as well as using some very spiritual language 
around some of these things and, and some of the ways that, that he learned to cope with it. So if, if that's content that brings up a lot for you, maybe a good episode to skip or at least pay attention to how you're doing while you listen and give yourself permission to stop when you need to. And I do think I would be amiss as a mental health professional <laughs> to not mention that Chris really talks about how within scripture we are told that our minds can be renewed and, and that that's a promise from God. Yes, and therapy can be a really big part of that. In fact, it is a recommended and important part of the renewal of our minds. So this idea that if just spiritual means don't work for you, they do work for some people. If just spiritual means don't work for you, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you. Therapy is amazing. Medication is amazing. Those things are here for a reason. We need them. <laughs> we need them. No announcements today, so let's just go ahead and dive in. Chris, hi, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. I, I was telling a few of my friends that I had booked you for this show, and they like freaked out. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm telling so... you, life has just changed so much. It's weird. <laughs> I was at CVS trying to get a painkiller. And the people were like, can I get a photo with you? I was like, yes, baby, but can I get a painkiller too? <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're a star now. That's amazing. It's, oh, I I'm love telling it. you, God is good, man. You just never know. I tell everybody I was literally at home in my stretchy shorts, eating sunflower seeds, watching documentaries with a greasy face. And next, you know, I'm doing the circle and now life is just 360. Talk about God has a sense of humor. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I can't wait to dive into that. But to start, I'll ask you the question I ask everyone. How do you identify and then how would you say that your faith has helped form that identity? Well, I definitely identify as a Christian. I was raised Catholic, but I didn't know what all that meant until I was about 14 years old. And Christianity is everything to me. It is every bit of the fiber of my existence. And that already made me emotional just saying that. I'm so proud and I'm so grateful to have found God when I was about 14 years old. And uh, I, like the Bible verse says, you can do nothing without me. And I'm 100% in agreement with that, Lord. <laughs> and tell me about that, because you talked about this on, on the show a little bit of, of finding God at, at 13, 14. What was that experience like? I was in a really dark place, very dark. I was being bullied really severely, not by my peers in school, but by grown ass adults out on public uh, transportation, on the subway train, on the bus. I mean, people following me, people touching me, people threatening to beat me up and hurt me. And I would literally just get on the bus. I'm trying to go to high school and people already banging their fists together, laughing, making fun of me. It got so bad that I would literally be sweating with anxiety, waiting for the, the bus to pick me up to take me to school. I remember it got so bad, the bus driver would even say, you know, Chris, just sit behind me, you know, don't listen to them. And uh, it got so bad. I mean, I'm 14 years old. I had just come out of the closet. The world is so big. And I hadn't really discovered God yet. I didn't know how that worked. So I'm just literally out on my own in the world by myself in my own power. And so... I got really dark after a year of, of dealing with all that. I always tell people I was like 14, 15. I came home one day and I thought about ending my life. Oh, I get choked up just talking about it. I thought, you know, I'm going to tie a, a rope around my neck and end it because I felt like this dark spiral, depressive thoughts and anxious thoughts, every day feeling anxious. It's like, what's the point of living if you can't even relax? You can't enjoy yourself. The world hates you. 
the day I thought of ending my life, there was a book on my bed. I'm guessing maybe my mom threw it there. I don't know. I mean, most likely my mom. But um, I remember looking at this book and I said, what is this? And I just opened it, you know, in a depressive state of mind. And the first few words spoke to me like I've never been spoken to before. It was basically the like a Bible verse that I needed at that moment. I guess we can all say the Bible verses speak to us exactly when we need them. It literally grabbed me by the soul and I started reading and reading. And I said, oh, my gosh, this is what God's all about. And like my eyes opened up so fast and it was the saving grace. I tell people I felt God was finally coming to me in that moment. And uh, boy, talk about I didn't take my life. (laughs) I'm still here. And I will tell you that um, it spoke to me in such a strong, profound way that um, I started taking the book with me on my way to school. And yes, I would still be a little nervous because this is still new to me. So I'd be a little nervous at the bus stop. But I remember one day, clearly, as the bus was approaching, I was very anxious. And I said, God, if you're real, please don't let anybody make fun of me today. And no one did. Like magically, miraculously, no one did for the first time that day. I started saying, oh my gosh, (laughs) there's something to all this God stuff. And um, another memory I have is, you know, after reading a lot of that book and and I started applying what it was telling me, you know, my help comes from beyond the mountains. My help comes from God. You know, I surround you with angels. I go before you. I have you by the hand and I'm not letting you go. All those Bible verses, I kept reciting them. So one day I'm in downtown Dallas walking and uh, I feel, you know, the enemy started messing with me like this is all a lie. Don't believe it. (laughs) And I got lost in that negative spiral of thinking, and I almost slammed into a huge pole. And when I looked up to realize I almost slammed into a pole because I wasn't paying attention to where I was going, there's a huge sticker at the top of the pole that says, trust me. And I said, oh, my God, it's talking to me. It's talking to me. And I just want all your listeners to know that everything since that initial encounter with God and learning about God Everything since became supernatural in my life. Everything I've ever prayed for has manifested in its own way, whether small or big. And I'm sitting here right now with Home Depot in my house because the good Lord um, sent Sia to save the day. Like I said, on the circle, I wanted to help my mom uh, with her windows and get her teeth fixed. And uh, look at God. Now that miracle is about to happen, too. (laughs) Ugh. That's so cool. So, I I mean, this is interesting to me because so often we hear stories of people who were like raised in the faith or discovering the faith when they're like in their teens and and knowing that they're queer, knowing that they're gay, of where it's like the faith aspect that drives people towards like the darkness, right? And and your story is almost the opposite of that. Like, Like your faith, discovering God, discovering Christianity, like saved you. Oh, yeah. It saved me big time. It it literally took me out of that rabbit hole of depressive thoughts and anxious thoughts, and it freed me. And so now at this age of 31, I think about five years ago, I really got even deeper with God. I, I went through a little bit of a breakdown and I said, if I'm going through a breakdown again, I know God's going to save me because he saved me once. He'll do it again. It brought me closer. I thought I had already known some Bible verses and what I needed to know. No, I was wrong. God has taken me to the next level. 
it, it's so beautiful. And that's where I get my personality from and my optimism from, from studying the word and knowing that there is no other alternative. It is black and white. When God says, treat all, all people the way you know you want to be treated, because the golden rule is in the Bible, you don't have another option. You must just say you know what God is saying if you're a true follower. For me, that's why I treat everyone with kindness. I try to see the good in everybody because God told me to. I'm no, nothing. God is everything. How am I going to argue with what he just said? That's why I use the argument when people are like, okay, well, in that case, you're going to hell because you're gay. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Did you forget about Romans where it says nothing can separate you from the love of God? God created language. I'm sure he knows that the word nothing means zero. If there was a but or an if, then God just contradicted himself, which he doesn't do that. He's not a liar. It says that in the Bible. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. So for all the children that have been writing me, asking, you know, about how to rekindle their faith, I send them that Bible verse. I'm like, honey, nothing. Approach God fearlessly. He loves you so much. He gave his son for you, honey. If there was a something or a but, then that that hanging on the cross was in vain. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> I'm curious, like, has there ever been conflict? Like, because you mentioned, like, all these people who say, like, well, you're going to hell because you're gay. I'm certainly familiar with that. (laughs) I'm sure so many people who listen to this show are familiar with that. Like, what has that kind of navigating that been like for you? Well, of course, it never feels good to have somebody approach you with that kind of uh, negativity. But it also shows you their ignorance in the faith. If I'm going to hell for being gay excuse me at my language, you know, I'm a little hood, then bitch, you're going to hell for fucking being gluttonous, for fucking being lustful, for fucking going to the titty bar every weekend and throwing money at strippers, for fucking drinking every weekend and getting shit faced drunk and going to church swearing that you're a saint. I mean, if I'm going to hell for one little thing that is mentioned maybe three times in the Bible, then bitch, we're all going to hell. You see, so here's the thing. None of us who come to God and admit to him and surrender we need a savior are going to hell. That's what the whole crucifixion is about. It's about God atoning for our sins. God being that bridge from humanity to God, you know? And I say God because Jesus is God, you know? So that's what's so silly to me. It's like, you can't say that I'm going to hell. How dare you look at the speck of dust in your brother's eye, but you don't see the log in your own. We need a savior. That's what we all believe because we're imperfectly perfect. You know, Jesus is that bridge. And I mean, thank God there is a God because we all need that. We all need a little help from my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to say that being gay is a sin, but if you're going to try to throw that at me like if it is, then bitch, look at that big basket of fries you just ate. You know, did you share with anybody? No. <laughs> Sorry, I know. I, I cussed a lot. You see? No, Hello. Imperfectly perfect. <laughs> So the, I, I keep thinking of the lady on Ellen, like, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Or is it drink a little? Whatever. Uh, she drinks but. a little. Hello. And I mean, for all the, the, the Christians out there, we all know that Jesus, his disciples, a lot of them weren't perfect. Look at Paul. Paul was wanting the Christians murdered, you know? And then because of what happened to him on the road to Damascus, I mean, hello, he wrote most of the New Testament now. So (laughs) Jesus uses all kinds of people, honey, to spread the word. None of us on this earth are perfect, not even the Pope. Did y'all see that video the other day? He slapped that girl's hand for touching him. Nobody's perfect. The only perfect person was Jesus. He's the only one who could have thrown a stone and he chose not to. Everybody take notes. 
Speaking of taking notes, I think I read somewhere that you spent most of your time on the circle writing out Bible verses. Is that true? That is 100% true. That big journal, of course, there was me taking strategic notes about the game because I didn't know how to play. I was new to all that. But most of it was uh, filled with Bible verses. And I'd like to share on your show why I was so immersed in them. I'm going to let you know. First, I was immersed in them because before I got on the circle, nobody knows this, but at one of my auditions for the show, I was in my hotel room and I was watching documentaries on Jesus because I wanted to be filled so much that nothing would shake me. And here I play a documentary thinking it's going to enlighten me about the Lord. And instead, it was a documentary that was using a bunch of um, scholars to disprove the existence of Jesus. And so watching that documentary scared me. I had never seen something like that and never even questioned my faith. And so the whole time I was on the circle, unbeknownst to the world, I was dealing with that fear of what that documentary had tried to implant into my mind. Luckily, I ain't going through that no more. I have learned that that attack was one from the enemy, honey. And not only that, I've come across explanations for that now in my Bible and stuff. It goes to say that anybody who comes denying the divinity of Christ or that he's the son of God, that's all energy of the Antichrist. So kids and folks out there listening, please don't ever believe anybody who is claiming that Jesus is not real, that he's not the son of God, that he didn't exist. Don't read none of that crap, none of those books. Don't let the enemy in. He is sneaky. He's out there like a roaring lion looking for souls to devour. Do not give into it. But I'm grateful now that God allowed me to go through that test because, honey, look at the grace of God in action. He carried me through the circle so fiercely. Look what's going on now. It is a true testament that even when you're going through the test, God is still at work. He protected me. And now I don't even believe that crap. Now I'm aware of the movement that's going out there. And I'm like, ah, look, they almost tricked me. But I'm glad that, you know, something in my gut said, don't believe that, Chris. And I got confirmation when I read in the Bible, that's all Antichrist spirit. It's already here on earth. Honey, don't listen to that at all. So, so I mean, it sounds like, I mean, not only were you going through this, what I imagine to be a fairly intense experience, just being on the circle, but you're simultaneously in there kind of having to wrestle through and, and doubting your faith a little bit. Like, that's a lot to deal with all at once. Boy, but look at the grace of God in action. Not only was it a spiritual attack, now you're on the world stage having to be yourself at your very best. So in that book were tons of Bible verses that kept repeating to me, you know, God is real. God walked the earth. Like Paul says in one of the scriptures, if it was not true, I would have told you, you know, we are to be the most pitied people, but we know what we saw. And now, now that I've got through that test of faith, I always believe the Lord's testing us. It talks about it in the Bible. He tests us and we must pass these tests. He's testing us because God doesn't make weaklings. God is making us strong. He's building this huge army of believers to spread the message. And we got to be strong in our faith and all that. So I'm grateful I went through that. But um, now for everyone listening, when you watch my <laughs> my scenes on the circle, just know that's the grace of God in action times a million. <laughs> Have you heard something on Queerology that's made a big impact on your life? Do you now follow one of my guests because you've met them here? 
Because of the format of Queerology, you get to meet people in a way that lets you relate and connect. There's something uniquely personal and intimate about the conversations that happen here. If this is something you've experienced, then help me keep these conversations going by making a financial gift and becoming a Queerology Active Listener. You'll get access to the Active Listeners Facebook group right away, a place for all of us to continue these conversations throughout the week. All you need to do is jump over to patreon.com slash Matthias Roberts. Choose your gift amount, and you'll be an active listener. It's really easy. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Matthias Roberts. I really look forward to meeting you in the Facebook group. Okay, so I'm sure this is a question that you get, like, literally always. (laughs) But, like, what was it like being on the show? Like, because I'm sure we only see, like, a tiny little glimpse of everything that happened. I can't imagine it was, like, that dramatic all the time. Maybe it was, but... No, no. I mean, it was a blast. To be honest with you, it's a blast. But, of course, you know, going through that little spiritual test, you're, like, a little unease at, like, not at your ultimate ease. I would say I was having a wonderful time. But you you had that little nagging voice at the back of your head like, what if? And I'm like, nope. And that's why I would recite my Bible verses all the time. But um, other than that, oh my gosh, what a life-changing experience. I mean, I'm just so thankful and grateful. I didn't see that coming. I tell people I started 2019 in an ambulance, rushed to the ER thinking I was having a full-blown stroke. And if you would have told me that God had this in store, I mean... Talk about a whole 360. And then now I'm entering 2020 with so much hope in my heart, optimistic that the future looks so bright that I got to wear sunglasses, honey, that God willing, I'll be able to take care of my family and provide and live out all the dreams I've ever had. And I say that with confidence because everything I've ever done was a prayer from my music videos to doing radio back in the day to working on TV. And girl, we'll get to that one in a second, honey. That's another testimony to meeting the people I've met that have helped me along the way, like Alyssa Edwards and Adore Delano from Drag Race and all the famous influencers out there that do makeup that I've known for years before they were even stars. I remember they would write me on Facebook, maybe 10, 11 years wanting to do makeup because I was a makeup artist and they looked up to me and now their makeup's at stores at Sephora. And and I mean, just the journey God has taken me on. And now that I have this platform, it's like an affirmation about God's timing and when it's supposed to, it will. And and to see the outpouring of support and love from people in the industry, they're like, bitch, I've known that hoe for years and it's finally her time. <laughs> you mentioned this, this journey. Tell us about it, because I, I think a lot of people... I mean, I'm sure there are some people even on the show who have never even heard of The Circle. But for those of us who have heard of you and just have only seen you on The Circle, like, we just see a little bit of who Chris is there. Like, what has that journey been like leading up to all of this? Well, it definitely has been a long one. I tell folks I'm like a modern-day Forrest Gump. After I had found (laughs) God at 14, I was so fired up. After really immersing myself and my teacher giving me a little Bible, those little Bibles that they hand out to folks, uh, the little orange ones that you could put in your pocket, she handed me one of those and I started carrying that. I still have it. It's so beat up from how much I read it. I got so fired up and confident in the promises of Christ that, you know, you can do all things through him, that all things work out well for those who believe that after high school ended and I went to cosmetology school 
I started doing makeup and then photographers wanted to do photo shoots with me. And then my MySpace started blowing up. And then one thing led to another. Uh, I get discovered by a local producer to do internet radio. And I did that for many years. I just kept feeling like, man, God is so like, he will keep his promise. He's so faithful that I said, you know what? I should pursue something in media. It's weird. And, and I look back at my life that I somehow fell into radio and then TV because when I was in middle school, I was in a multimedia journalism class in seventh and eighth grade. And my teacher, unbeknownst to me, signed me up for a radio competition that only college kids were allowed to be in. But they allowed me to sign up for some reason. I ended up winning the entire thing. I beat college kids at a radio competition. It's weird how that tied into my future. Look how God put me back in radio and that had totally escaped my mind that that had even happened. And then one day I had that realization. I was like, whoa, it's like destiny. And then how TV happened was after doing radio for so long, I started doing some YouTube stuff for the World of Wonder, the people that produce RuPaul's Drag Race. They had like a network going on online and I got signed with them. And I really hadn't immersed myself too much in it because I didn't have the appropriate equipment. All this stuff is so expensive. And so I started doing medical billing with my friend, my friend Eric Starr. And after a few months of doing that, I had gotten all the money, ordered a lot of equipment. I told my friend, you know what, friend? I'm going to leave this job. I'm going to go work on my YouTube and make it so fierce that I land a TV job. <laughs> that was the dream. I was like, let's manifest something, honey. And so just the way I said it, folks, is exactly the way it happened. I left that job, put in my two weeks, did my two weeks the correct way, left. Worked on my World of Wonder contract YouTube stuff, made it so fierce that not only like maybe a month passed into it, maybe a producer from the CW network here in Dallas looked at my YouTube stuff and emailed me saying, Chris, we've seen your show. Would you be interested in doing TV? Mind you, I didn't go to college for none of this. I was just being that girl. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, I go in for the audition. It was supposed to be a one-day gig, pop culture reporting on celebrity stuff. I go in. I get the gig. I go do the gig. National TV, mind you, this is a show like Good Morning America. It was called Eye Opener. It was the CW's version of Good Morning America. And uh, I do my gig. They're so happy. Thank you, Chris, for coming. We loved you. God bless you pretty much. And so I was out of the studio and I'm back home. My phone goes off. Chris, we loved you so much. Would you be interested in doing this for the rest of the year? <laughs> and so I said, yeah, girl. And it got so amazing that not only was I doing my spot, like my weekly spot on the show, I was coming in sometimes more than once. And then one week, the main anchors who are main anchors, went to college, have done this for years in all cities around the country, were out. And I was on the main desk anchoring the news on a nationally syndicated morning show. Now, won't God just do it? And so after that show wrapped up, a good Judy of mine by the name of Alyssa Edwards comes knocking <laughs> yes. on the door, honey. We've been good friends for about 10, 11 years. And she landed her own Netflix original called Dancing Queen. And since we're real friends, she was like, oh, Miss Thang, I'm going to need you on my show ASAP. I said, come on, girl, let's do it, honey. 
And so that's why I'm in a few of those episodes in Dancing Queen because I saw a few articles out there floating saying it's not Chris's first time on reality TV. Like if I was already some secret reality star that just somehow got another gig. No, 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 no. It's I was actually Alyssa's friend. And so that's why I'm on Dancing Queen. But The Circle is my first time in the arena being myself, representing what I do and how I do it. And so thank you, Lord, to all the people out there who saw the authenticity, who saw the realness, the hoodness. That's really who I am. That's who I am through Christ. (laughs) Yeah, one of my friends, when I told her I was going to be talking to you, she was like, tell him I was rooting for him the whole time. Like, he seemed so genuine from the start. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But it's true. It it came through in the show. I mean, honestly, for me, it it was like the second episode before I was like, oh, these people are actually like real people people because like the first episode i was like who like what what is going on here but the second episode all of a sudden it like started falling in love with all y'all on there like all of you were so real in your own ways which was really heartening to see and you know that that feels so good and thank you to your friend and thank you to all the people out there that saw that authenticity and I think uh, for me, when people ask, how are you so real? It's not me anymore. It's like the Bible verse says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives through me. That's why you feel that energy. I give all the glory to God, every single thing, because without God's word, I don't function. My confidence comes from God. That's why I called it Godfidence. You know, I'm confident in what God can do through me, not what Chris can do through himself. So the humor, the funniness, the silliness, I know the Lord says, let no bad things come out of your mouth. I know I say bad words, but I don't say them as weapons. I say them to make people laugh. And I think God has a sense of humor. And I really feel he channels himself through me in his own unique way, like he does through everybody. And so everybody, if you loved my appearance on the circle, love God more because he's working through me, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just the way he can do it through you. But you got to accept him and let him, you know, surrender the the you and let him because most of the bible is saying not what are you gonna do it's what am i gonna do through you and so i teach now that i think what god is trying to do is he's replacing you with him getting rid of the ego and replacing it with god and so what better than to just let yourself relax and let the good Lord just flow through you however he wants to. No second guessing allowed. Remember that Bible verse? No second guessing allowed. Say it, mean it, say it with love, do everything with love like he says, and do it all for him because it's really him doing it through you. <laughs> There's something in that that feels like really important to kind of to talk about this because we, I think especially in, in the faith world, right? Like the, like the church world. There's kind of the, the set idea of what being a person of faith, being a Christian looks like, right? And it's usually pretty straight. It's usually pretty white. And all of a sudden, like, finally, at this point in history, we're starting to have queer people, gay people who are like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> like this looks so much bigger. This looks so much different from just this one approach. And it's so cool to see you just living it fully out there on TV. I'm happy. I'm so happy when I read the messages from all over the world that people saw my appearance and and are rekindling their relationship with Christ, are finding God. People who are gay, who are struggling with their identity, are feeling more at ease with Christ because of what I did. And I'm so thankful God used me for that. 
And I'm so thankful Pete Buttigieg is out there doing something similar. You know, he's gay and he believes. And uh, look, kids, I'm going to put it very simply for y'all and listen up. If you ever have the enemy freaking, I almost say it, fucking with your head (laughs) about whether God loves you or not, let me remind you something real quick. It's in the Bible and you saw it on Passion of the Christ. When the good Lord is up there hanging on that cross, one of the guys next to him mocks him and that crow gouges his eye out, right? And then the other one, who was probably a really messed up guy too, did some really shady stuff in his life, told Christ that he didn't belong to be on that cross, but that he did, the criminal did, and asked Jesus that wherever he's going, he could be there too. And instantly Jesus is like, where I'm going, you will be too. And you see, I get emotional because... It shows you just how much God loves you, that he would be willing to forgive all your wrongs that quickly. There's this message I think we often get as as queer people that we can't be forgiven of this, right? And you're coming in and saying, like, no, 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 no. It's right here in the scriptures. Like, we are a part of this too. Yes, you can be forgiven for everything if you just ask. And if you're honest... And that's why I say live your life honestly. If you're if you're gay and you know this is your truth, live it honestly. God knows your heart. He weighs the heart. You know, he knows your intentions. He knows you're not out there to hurt nobody. He knows you just want to love somebody and be loved back. He knows you don't want to disrespect him or, or or anything. Not saying that being gay is disrespectful. I'm just saying he knows our heart is not out there to be evil or mean people the way they try to paint us. And God does forgive Every single thing that any human can do. That's what the whole crucifixion's about. Forgiveness and love. love. He loved us so much that he died for us. Not for some of us. For all of us that accept him as the Lord and Savior. So don't let no one fool you or trick you. Or here in the Bible it says this. I understand that. But here in the Bible it covers over that. Because it's elaborating further on what it just previously mentioned. And now clearing it up, you know. Nothing. Remember, kids, nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing. Nothing. He says no harm will befall you. He'll protect you from all diseases. I mean, God loves you so much, but you got to read the book so you'll know how much he loves you. You know, some people are like, oh, the Lord loves me. Yeah, girl, but open that book and read it. Find out how much more so that when the enemy tries you, you you have that armor. The word is the, the sword, remember? You got to have that armor up. And the armor is the word. You got to know it so much. Meditate on it day and night. Don't let these words escape you. Tie them around your neck, it says. Put them around your heart. Wear them every day because the enemy is out there. And sometimes he comes through people or sometimes he comes through a show or sometimes he shows up through some weird thing you're not supposed to be looking at. And then it starts messing with your thoughts. And you got to know the word so that you can replace that messed up thought with the truth. And the truth sets you free, boo. I didn't know I was going to come up here and preach today, honey. I feel like I I, preach. I told y'all I can get into this. It's not, it was not for TV. It's for real, kids. I really believe. Don't be fooled by the rocks that they got. (laughs) You were giving a sermon and I'm just, I'm like basking in it. Oh, honey, it's for uh, real. I really believe. So for all the kids out there who are like, is that an act? No, baby, it's not an act. It's for real. Get into it. I mean, you can't fake this kind of stuff, right? No, you can't. You got to know it. You really got to know it. And I know there's people out there and I hope it's touching you, honey. And he let it touch you. He forgave that man on that cross so quickly. He accepted him into heaven instantly. 
instantly. We don't know what that man did. He could have been a murderer, stabbed somebody in the throat, raped somebody, and the good Lord forgave him just because he said, I don't know where you're going, but can I go there too? You'll be where I'm going. Watch the movie. It's in the Bible. So you're you're kind of basking in this like the aftermath of the circle like we're, we're I, I don't think this episode is going to be coming out till a few months from now but but right now like it's february you're in it <laughs> what's next is is that something you've even thought about or is that a question that's hard oh, to answer honey, or what's next my gosh <laughs> that that's already in god's book you know, you know in the in the bible it says every day of your life is written in his book it also says you know that god prepared you for good works that he had already predestined you for so that's why anxiety and, and panic and all that loses its grip on us when we meditate on those truths, because every day of our lives is already pre-planned. Our job is just to have faith and enjoy it. And so anxiety and all that happens when we start to try to take control from God. But no matter what we do, we'll never take control from God. He is control. And who better to be in control than the creator of everything. If you want good outcomes, if you want a good life, if you want peace, baby, hand over control to God and stop tripping. And trust me, I've learned the hard way. I learned so I can preach about, you know, anxiety and all that. But as for what's next, God already knows what's next. I already told him my dreams and I dream real big. You know, after being on the circle, you can only dream even bigger. I just want to put it out there for me. um, I would love to be able to provide for my family. I never want to hear anything about, I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill anymore or I need help or I want everything to be in the green. And by the green, I mean no more in the red, no more debt. I pray that I can provide them with the new home. Our home has gotten old. Thank you, Sia, so much for fixing our new windows. God bless you and give you more. But I I would love to one day be able to build them a new home. You know, there's more things (laughs) than just windows. But I'm I'm so grateful. I'm not diminishing that blessing. It's a huge blessing because, honey, we'll we'll have wind coming in this springtime, God willing. (laughs) I want to be able to build my own little home. Like I said on the circle, I'd like to have my own little home. I'm not an excessive kind of person. Maybe in my sparkly jackets and all that, but not in like, (laughs) I need a huge mansion. I'd like to have a nice home where I can entertain, invite my friends over. But as for my career, my ultimate dream has always been to, once again, do fun music. I call myself a recording artist because I like to record my art and put it out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, I would love, oh my God. I remember when I was in high school and many, many times throughout my life, people are like, Chris, you need to be a talk show host. And I've seen so many of those comments on Twitter and Instagram, people writing me, they're like, honey, you need your own show. You need your own show. And, you know, between you and I, and I say this with humility and love, I feel God is going to do that. I can see it in my mind. I can see the glittery curtains opening and I walk out in my crazy jumpsuits and jackets and I want to be able to do what Ellen and Oprah did. I want to be able to spread positivity in a time when we need it so freaking much, where evil and injustice is so prevalent right now in our world. We need kindness again. And and I want to be able to give to others the way Sia gave to me, to be able to help people. Because I grew up in the hood, lower middle class, Latino out here in Pleasant Grove, Oak Cliff, Dallas. I know what struggling is like. I know what it feels like to see the windows jacked up, broken, the door ain't closing no more, the sheetrock is cracking, the kitchen looks like fucking hood, crazy-ass movie. I mean, 
I know what that's like, you know, seeing mom not be able to afford her insulin. And so if the good Lord, God willing, when he does, let's say when I get that talk show and it becomes a massive hit because let's dream big. Everything God does is always successful. The victory is already ours uh, through Christ. I want to spend a lot of my time helping folks. And before I leave this earth, ooh, here I go again, getting emotional. Yes. <laughs> I want to build a church in a rural part of Mexico so that people who are in poverty beyond imagination can find strength and hope the way I did to get me where I'm at today. <laughs> Y'all gonna make me cry on this good day. I mean, may it be so. Like, I mean, you're saying I can imagine this, and like, I can imagine it too. I can totally see you up on that show and, and building this church. Like, it's a beautiful thing. The Chris and, Sapphire uh, show, honey, it's coming. Yes. Hear me now. Oh my gosh. And uh, I literally cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, just like Oprah built those schools in Africa. I want to build a church. And if the good Lord sends me the money to do it, I'd like to build many churches so that people from all over the world can tap into this source. Honey, so many people have that Bible at home somewhere gathering dust. And I think the enemy does that so that we won't tap into this amazing key, this knowledge that sets you free, that gives you confidence beyond imagination, that shuts up worry and doubt, that kills anxiety and panic attacks. And sets you free. And I've been through anxiety and panic attacks. Sometimes I still get a panic attack, but it doesn't scare me no more. And it's primarily my fault because I like to drink. And when I'm really dehydrated, my body goes into panic attack mode. <laughs> I'll just be very honest. But <laughs> mentally, am I fearful? No. No. And I can go through storms fearfully because I know God's word is more powerful than any storm. He created storms. He knows how to calm them. He created the body. He knows which words calm it. And especially the truth, which is his Bible, the, the, the words of the Bible, it can calm anything, but you must believe it and believe it concrete. Like it's concrete. It's an anchor. It is what it is. You can't argue when God says, peace, I leave you. The peace is there, boo. Well, I'm anxious. I'm scared. I got too many doubts. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, find the words in the Bible that counteract those thoughts you're reading. Here's a good tip. When you're full of negative thoughts, write them all down and go into the Bible and find the opposite and believe what God is saying. And then all those doubts die. The same with worried thoughts, hopeless thoughts, depressive thoughts. And then as you implant what God is saying, you're becoming more and more like him, more transformed into his image. And I promise you, like he says in the Bible, he will water what produces fruit in you and cut what doesn't. That, honey, science now calls, I think, neuroplasticity, the renewing of the mind. It was already in the Bible. You can renew your mind. The anxiety will go away. The depressive thoughts will go away. God waters what produces fruit. And cuts off what doesn't. He promises it. Don't ever listen to the devil when the devil's saying, what if it gets worse? What if you never get out of anxious thoughts and panic attacks? That's a fucking lie because God promises it. Don't ever believe those thoughts. That's just him trying to trap you in this bad, you know, frame of mind. But and it, it promises the renewing of the mind. You can change. You will change. And I'm sitting here crazily on this other line, screaming and rapping and preaching and everything. It will change. I promise you. I went from wanting to kill myself to now preaching constantly, even at the bar, to people <laughs> about the goodness of God. They asked me, Chris, do you go to church? I sure do. 
I normally go to church when no one is there. I go by myself and I go and talk to God. You know where the real church is out? Is at out on the streets, honey. If you want to introduce people to God, you got to be at the bar. You got to be at the club. You got to be everywhere where the people are, the people that ain't going to church. Go show them and tell them about how God is so good. And I do it in my own little unique way. Honey, we'll start kicking, having a cocktail, and then, uh-huh, people start telling you about their problems. <laughs> and I sneak in the Lord real quick. You can ask my homegirl. She even has a video of me preaching out there on the patio at one of my favorite clubs here in Dallas. <laughs> I talk about God everywhere, on airplanes, everywhere, honey, McDonald's, the drive through God is good everywhere all the time. Uh, I love it. I love it. Chris, thank you so much for this. This has been delightful. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. God bless all of y'all. Oh, man. Yeah. How, how can people find you online? Y'all can find me on Twitter at Chris Sapphire, Instagram, Mr. Chris Sapphire, MR, and then Chris Sapphire, Mr. Chris Sapphire, Facebook, Chris Sapphire. And honey, if you're out here on these streets and we run into each other, honey, let's talk about the goodness of God. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on your show. God bless you. And cheers, honey, to the future and to the goodness of God. Yes, cheers to that. Yeah. Be sure to follow Chris over on Instagram at Mr. Chris Sapphire. He's also on Twitter at Chris Sapphire. Queerology is on Twitter and Instagram at Queerology Pod, or you can tweet me directly at Matthias Roberts. Queerology is produced with support from its listeners. To find out how you can become an active listener and keep Queerology on the air, head over to patreon.com slash Matthias Roberts. A really easy way to support Queerology is by leaving a rating and a review. You can do that right in your podcast app or head to MatthiasRoberts.com slash review. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you have ideas of what you want to hear on the show or just want to say hi, reach out. I'll get back to you. Until next time, y'all. Bye! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.